0: gonna be ignored then you don't get it you just you don't get it you're listening to drowning verdict be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform we don't want you to miss out on an important case or update if you haven't already pull the trigger and subscribe Was the reason rejection, was that why four college students were murdered in their own home? Well, I'm talking more about that today here on Drowning Verdict. This is Chip Mahoney, and I want to welcome you to DV, which is my true crime podcast where I talk about fascinating cases out there, and I go more in-depth with the case. So thank you for joining me today. You might have found me on my TikTok where I've got some clips there of the show. However, if it led you over to the Crime Network, that's a network I'm part of, which is Crime and Crypto, that's a really good place to be. You can hear all this great content, even read the latest headlines while you're listening. CrimeNetwork.com. So if you enjoy it and come back for more, consider me, consider the lobster for a time. Drowning Verdict is featured on Spotify, though, and you can find it wherever you get your favorite podcasts out there in the podverse, that known universe where all that content swirls about. Well, I'm there to provide maybe a unique angle, a new idea, definitely a topic of combo to keep the conversation going on open and active cases, important cases just like this one. And if you've heard me before, and it wasn't just a drive-by, as I say, you're pulling the crossover SUV back around, dropping the clip on me so I can live another day. Well, I totally appreciate that. Know that I try to get bigger and better for you each and every time, often to give you a reason for being here. So I've got a pretty good reason today talking about the deadly rejection of Brian Koberger, a dude who I've called the Moscow Ripper before. And some of the things I will be talking about, some of the reasons and the reactions to it, I'm talking about some really important topics that the media is bringing up, one of which is they are saying, hey, is this guy a classic incel? So, I'm going to be talking about the classic incel and compare it to uh, Koberger. And then also I'm asking, did Brian Koberger come in contact, physical contact with one or more of the victims prior to the murders on King Road? I've asked before, is he a copycat killer uh, modeling Ted Bundy or even the Gainesville Ripper. And I'm bringing in another murder case as well to think about the copycat or at least just give you an idea about it. Something more to talk about. And then I'm finishing with rejection from the past because I've talked about rejection before. And even before we knew it was Brian Koberger that the cops had zeroed in on, I said, this is about rejection and this dude's reaction. So transition from where he was to, uh, going to Washington state and kind of working on his best self and that not really working out. So I'm going to talk about that, but let's get into the incel thing first, because I always find it interesting when some white dude out there does something really bad. And then they just point to, well, is this guy like the Elliot Roger guy, the classic incel, the guy who couldn't get a date and then went on a killing spree, basically. Well, that's what the media likes to do, that they like to hype things up that way. I don't buy any incel theory here. At all. And in fact, I'll kind of close out with that in the transition and reaction, which kind of demystifies that. But in speaking about Elliot Roger, who is like the poster boy for what they would say incel, somebody who is involuntarily celibate that can't get a date and can't move forward with their life that way. Well, I would say that, yes, he was a spree killer, but Elliot Roger did knife and murder his roommates before he went on that spree killing so his deal in my opinion in my humble opinion was all about self-hate maybe a little bit about projecting things on others but it was self-hate because he took out that self-hate on his roommates and he knifed them to death it was similar to the bloodbath on king road However, he used a knife on them and everybody else that spree killing was with a gun. So that was personal was self-hate. And so I don't really buy the classic incel or anything the media says there. I just think it's a picture that they paint. So no, I don't believe that with Koberger, that he was an incel. I think he was somebody that you could study psychologically, that he projected himself on others. And in fact, others didn't even know that he projected his thoughts and feelings on them. And so he kind of lived in an insular world, but not an incel. So did he come in contact, physical contact with any one of the victims prior to the murders in uh, November of 2022? Or was it about that uh, projection? So it seems to me that he found out about one of the girls, possibly by seeing her and maybe even talking to her to introduce himself. But I tend to lean more towards him finding out about a girl just by seeing who she was, maybe finding out her name and then stalking her online and then trying to slide into her DMs. So I don't think he physically talked to one of the girls. And I do believe it's for one girl that they all were killed. I've talked about that before. So physical contact. I would just put it down to line of sight, I would say that there is a strong chance that he did come across her at possibly a vegan restaurant where she worked and maybe sat at a table and maybe knew her first name because she had an ID tag or other people were asking her name and he kind of just observed and found out who she was and maybe was finding out about the TikTok and social media handles as he was doing that. So. She might have served him at the table. It might have been an interaction like that, but I don't think so. I think he just, by line of sight, zeroed in on her, and that was the girl that he wanted to at least try to put his best foot forward with, and and hopefully that she would like him. And so I do think that he tried to slide into her DMs. That is reported, and I can see that happening. But I don't think any physical contact or any words or a handshake, hi, nice to meet you, my name is, no, I don't think that. So I'll talk about that a little bit more as I finish in the, uh, the rejection from the past, as I call it, the transition and reaction, because I've thought that from the beginning. So let me talk about the copycat idea. It makes sense that he would be a copycat killer because he did study serial killers. And in fact, he studied under the most renowned person you could do that uh, kind of studying with, which was Catherine Ramsland. She's a foremost expert on serial killers, and he was taking her classes and moving forward with that graduate degree in criminology so he certainly knows who ted bundy is he knows who the gainesville ripper is but did he know who the hillside stranglers were do you know who those were those two cousins back in the late 70s that did all those evil deeds well when i look at somebody who could have resembled another killer Yes, Ted Bundy does come to mind because when you match up their faces, it's strikingly odd that, wow, they kind of look alike, but the bushy eyebrows and the bushy hair that Koberger has, that matted hair, gosh, that reminds me of the Hillside Stringo. He looks like one of those guys, if not both of those guys combined. So what's up with guys who have the bushy eyebrows and the thick matted wavy hairstyles? It's uh, Ted Bundy had it, but look at the Hillside Strangler. So it's just kind of uh, an interesting thing that I think about. Um, But did he uh, do a copycat killing? Did he want to write an extra chapter in one of those serial killer books about himself? I don't know. I think that if there is any similarity to this, these college murders, and I've talked about it before, it's the Gainesville guy. It's the Gainesville Ripper. And that's why I call Koberger or the person who committed these murders, which 99% is Koberger, at this point, I call him the Moscow Ripper because it's very similar. You can hear that on previous episodes of DV, but we've got everything from the college uh, uh, the college theme and then living off campus so it wasn't in a dorm and it wasn't in a sorority house, but it was off-campus living. It was breaking in the back door of the property. It was upstairs, downstairs. It was a knife. It was very bloody. It resembles um, so much of what happened at the Idaho murder house on King Road. So if I had to think about a copycat, even thinking about that movie they made back in uh, the mid nineties, which seems very strange as well, because it's kind of that art life connection that we see here. But if anything i would say gainesville i've said that before so i definitely think he knew about that so let's talk about the rejection word the r word and that's the theme i have uh, gone with from the beginning because even before we knew of this person named brian Koberger, who now everybody knows and apparently he's getting valentine's cards from lonely women that seems to happen when you are a killer it happened to ted bundy and in fact during his infamous uh, murder and death penalty trials in Florida there in the, I think it was the late 70s, early 80s. He was getting a lot of attention from women. He even got uh, a marriage proposal or asked someone to marry him during that time. So for whatever reasons, if you kill a bunch of people, you become more attractive to some lonely hearts out there. But rejection from the past What's the transition and what's the reaction? Well, we do know that Brian Koberger had a tragic past. He's from Pennsylvania. Um, He had been quote unquote bullied in school. And in fact, his bullying had to do with girls giving him a hard time. Apparently, he was uh, about 300 pounds, he was very much overweight. But in a matter of a year's time, maybe a year and a half, he lost over 100 pounds and became very restrictive with his diet and the kind of person he was turning himself into. Obviously, he's getting more into criminology at that time as well. So he was making a transition and he transitioned from where he went to college there at DeSales University in Pennsylvania. And he transitioned about 2,500 miles west over to Washington State to continue in the graduate Degree in criminology. And it's just interesting that when you make that transition from 100 pounds and 2,500 miles, I would say that you're trying to make yourself better. And I do believe that he was trying to do that. He might not have fit in socially or known how to talk to people properly in a social setting. He probably didn't know how to do that. But I do think that he was trying to better himself and he was making that transition. But when he got into a situation where he put eyes on a girl within his line of sight, slid into her DMs, and I'm not saying that he talked to her in real life. I'm saying that it was online. As soon as that got shut down or denied, then I think that rejection of the past came to the present. Meaning that all that rejection from, I guess, high school and I guess Mean Girls giving him a hard time, him being three bills him trying to lose all the weight and become somebody else, the transition from that and the transition from his home in Pennsylvania to 2,500 miles West, and then still being rejection. Like you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not attractive enough. No, I'm not responding to you. That's where I think the killer mentality takes over. And it says that now all this projection on this, uh, this person to gain interest from, is now a target. You're now a target to receive the punishment for what the guy's gone through, through the transition reaction from the quote-unquote bullying that he received in high school. And I think that he put a target on this girl's back, and I think it was for one person girl that they all were murdered, for one girl was a reason why he was in the house, for one girl was a reason why he was stalking, been to the property at least 12 times before the murders, driving in and around that area. So the rejection from the past, it's a deadly rejection. It's projecting your thoughts and feelings, your wants and needs on somebody that you've never met, you've never interacted with, and you don't know how to interact. The only thing that you can think of is going online and sliding into their DMs or trying to talk to them that way. Well, that's not really meeting someone. That's not really talking to someone. And I think that he wasn't able to at least take his best self or what he was working on and approach this person properly and introduce himself. I just think it was from afar and he projected on this girl. And for that, uh, her response or lack of response, she would have no idea that she was now turned into a target. She probably had a lot of interest from guys in the community and maybe she was used to having people talk to her as she was serving at the restaurant. Cause I'm assuming That she was one of the people that worked there and she came into contact with other young people and possibly was hit on that way, which is pretty common anyways, for a pretty girl to receive that kind of attention. But for him, when he didn't receive anything back from her and not even speaking to her in the real world and trying to do that online, I think that's where he got the window into her life and then started to see, oh, these are the people that are closest to her. This is the other couple that she's best friends with. This is the other person that um, she's closest with, like a sister, and he started to focus in on that group. And i think when they started revealing more into their world there and the insight into all the fun that they were having and all the the great times that they were having in you're not invited you're not here well i think that's when he started to show up i think that's when he started to drive around and see that parties were going on and maybe just maybe he walked into that house during an open party at some point and just kind of slipped into the scene saw the layout and i do believe that he was in the home prior to the murders on King road. So no physical contact, no words physically in the real world with one or more of the victims. But I think that led to him um, obviously stalking online is what I'm saying, TikTok and other things. And then physically being in the property, even just for a few minutes, while a lot of people are going in and out. And in fact, cops have video, at least a couple videos that I've seen where they're at the door and the people there aren't even on the lease of the property they're not the residents it's just other people and nobody knows where anybody is so that was something that was very dangerous because nobody knew nobody knew that one of them had been made a target and for one that they were all going to die and somebody named Koberger who made a transition from three bills to about let's say 200 pounds from pennsylvania to Washington State University, 2,500 miles. And still, still, you're not good enough. That's the deadly rejection I'm talking about. And I think that's what it's all about. So what do you think? I've obviously brought up a lot of points here. I'm saying no to the incel. I would say insular. I would not say incel. I don't buy that. No physical contact possibly a copycat. He looks more like a hillside strangler than he does Bundy and Gainesville. I know he knows about Gainesville. So I wonder if they'll be able to in court when they get to that point, find out about that. I don't know any physical contact there with somebody, but I think it's just rejection of the mind. Rejection of the mind within this guy was dangerous. So you can leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about it. I've obviously talked a lot about him the Moscow Ripper, and I'm sure I'll have more for you. But on this episode, I'm out. Just be careful when you're out there. You never know. Somebody could be stalking you right now, making you a target. So it's crazy how that can happen. But today's day with all the social media and all the technology, it's more of a reality. So think about that. I'll see you next time on DB. Thanks for joining me. This is Chip Mahoney. I'm out. Have a good night.